You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Saturday. Yes, Saturday, a little bit delayed on the pod, February 6th. My name, of course, as always, is your host with sometimes, only sometimes the most... Javier Reyes of this here Lockdown Padres podcast, guys. You can check out and follow the Twitter page for this show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account at Javapeno, which is spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. Be sure to hit me up on either of those two accounts with any questions, comments, or concerns you might have, and I'll be sure to try and get back to them and interact with you guys, because interacting with you guys is always a whole jolly good time. And today we are going to be having a not-so-jolly-good-time, because today the biggest news of, maybe not the biggest news of the offseason, there could be some debate on that, but surely the biggest free agent on the market, Trevor Bauer, it was the the, the long-lasting drama or nightmare for some people has finally come to an end, reported by uh, John Heyman was the first person, and we'll talk about reporters in a little bit too, uh, Trevor Bauer is going to our division rivals in the NLS, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Dang it, the deal, just reading a tweet now, Trevor Bauer's three-year deal with the Dodgers is for $102 million guaranteed and for $40 million in 2021 and $45 million in 2022. He can opt out after each year, meaning he'll make $40 million if he opts out this year, $85 million if he does so after 2022, and $102 million if he stays all Three, that was reading from Jeff uh, Passan Passan's uh, Twitter account. Here's the thing, guys. We got a lot to talk about, and first, I want to react to just the signing in general, and then after the break, uh, second half of this podcast, we're going to talk about the whole Dodgers versus Padres things. But first, let's just talk about this, right? It's it's there's so many things with the Trevor Bauer saga that it's almost been it, it's hard to keep up. It feels like we've been talking about this guy for so long. And it's somewhat justified and somewhat not justified. It's justified in the sense that he himself and his agent, Rachel Luba, do deserve credit for kind of successfully turning a guy who admittedly hasn't had, like, the most stellar career, especially for a third overall pick in the MLB draft. Like, you know, not such a stellar overall career and turning him into almost this brand, turning him into this whole character, right? And for it to be like this thing that he's announcing where he's going, he puts out his whole YouTube video afterwards, almost like he's he's Kevin Durant in The Athletic, you know? And maybe this is a new thing for athletes in general who are high-profile free agents, that their thing is going to be building their brand and kind of letting the information come out as they please. You know, you had this with Kevin Durant, like I just mentioned, when he went to the Warriors, you kind of had it when he went to Brooklyn, and of course, very famously, you had it with LeBron James when he made the whole the decision thing when he went to go to Miami in the NBA circles, right? My perspective is this. I've talked about him a little bit on the podcast. I think that Trevor Bauer has become this guy that almost, I feel like a lot of people can't talk about it objectively as much. 
Because in a sense, let's talk about the the easy thing, which is the on-field performance, right? He's basically only had two good years. Before that, very kind of average. I know that in 2014, it was like the first year we were like, oh, okay, maybe maybe he might have something. He's showing a little bit of that strikeout potential. And then in 2017, the strikeout potential got a little bit better with Cleveland. And then basically after that is when the good stuff started happening. In 2018, it finished with a 2.21 ERA with a one point. 8.9 whip, or I'm sorry, 1.089 whip, a K per 9 of 11.3, which is really good, Cy Young 6th, uh, six, 6th six in the Cy Young voting, uh, was very good, all-star that year, then he had a little bit of a bad year in 2019, 2019 he was not so good with a 4.48 ERA with both Cleveland and Cincinnati combined, he was terrible in Cincinnati by the way, That he, I mean, that I, I couldn't believe it, this guy had a 6.39, we were basically all out on Trevor Bauer after that, just a really down year, and then this year obviously he wins the Cy Young with an unbelievable uh, stat line of 1.73 ERA, a whip under 1 at 0.795, and an outstanding K per 9 of 12.3, so we all know about that, here's my thing. From in terms of on-field performance, I don't see Trevor Bauer. He's 30. Trevor Bauer isn't as him getting the the average annual salary makes him one of the highest played players in the league right now, by the way. Not in the total of his contract, but in terms of just per year. Yeah, he's getting paid way, way above market value for what he's offered when you look at the totality of his career. However, it feels like we've let our our kind of Feelings about his off-field behavior kind of influenced the way you feel about him. Bottom line is this. My thoughts on Trevor Bauer is it could go either way. I think that if he becomes a guy, say, all right, say he's not what he was last year. Say he's not, you know, 0.79 whip. I mean, come on, guys. Like, that's absurd, right? But if he can still rack up, say, like 250Ks, his ERA is under 3, maybe it's like 2.8, 2.7, even if that's still an overpay for what he gave you, if, for, if you attracted, this is like Kershaw in his prime type numbers that he's getting paid for right now. Even if he just does that, it's still a win for the Dodgers. And it's also a win for the Dodgers in the sense that they just don't have to go against him, right? Even if he's not, you know, incredible, incredible, it's it's still kind of worth it in the sense that, all right, it's just extra money to the Dodgers. This is another dollar that they have to throw out on the road. Dodgers have plenty of money, and they're willing to spend it all that they want. We've seen that the past few years, right? So it's not like that. this could be, yeah, could they overpay him for a guy who might just be like a third starter? It's possible. It's certainly possible. But the possibility that this guy has turned the corner, like I said, he's had two good years, but it's not like he had one good year seven years ago and then one good year this year. You know what I mean? It's not that far removed. Basically, it's the trend has been going upwards since 2018. Some might even argue if you look at advanced metrics like 2017. But for now, 2018, it's the first like really good year he has. Then 2019 just falls off, gets traded, and then 2020, he's great. Granted, in a much smaller sample size, and you have all that drama about using foreign substances and the spin rate, how he made comments himself that you guys can go look this up, that if the spin rate is too high, it means someone's using foreign substance that according to all the numbers, his spin rate was way too through the roof. So that's, that's a possibility for sure that in a small sample size, on top of this all foreign substance uh spin rate you know kind of stuff that maybe he was way 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 above his his um his head in terms of performance this year it all kind of makes for one of the true wild cards among starting pitchers next year i'm not talking about off field off field is certainly going to be a thing uh that gets brought up and for days i mean the discourse will be there guys but in terms of just his on field it's going to be a bit of a wild card because if he's turned the corner and if he's this guy, like I mentioned before with those numbers that I suggested for his projections, then 
I don't know, man. That's that's fine for the Dodgers. I'm fine with that if I'm the Dodgers. Who cares? It puts us in a better position. And unfortunately, you know, I mentioned this back when I first did the my offseason wish list, which looking back is hilarious. The fact that Jake Odorizzi and Corey Kluber were, were some arms that I was hoping that the Padres would go for. One of the things I put on the list was I was just hoping for the Dodgers not to get better, not for them to, to trade for Nolan Arenado, which at one point was a rumor. Of course, he's now traded to the Cardinals because the Rockies are ridiculous. And then the other thing was like, I hope they don't, you know, sign Marcelo Zuna, that they don't bring in some extra, you know, superpower bats, that they don't get somebody like Trevor Bauer. And well, that's what happened. So this is an X on one part of my offseason wish list. We're going to have to see, is Trevor Bauer from 2020 and 2018 what he's going to be, or is it somewhere in between? I don't really know, and I think that one thing about Bauer, which I think is is clouded for, for some people, for some of us media folk, because some of us media folk don't like him, for very justifiable reasons, by the way, um, it's not like this has been the only free agent ever that's gotten a bit overpaid because people think maybe he turned the right corner. Former, like, you know, top pick in the MLB draft. Maybe he's finally turned the corner. It's not like this is the first time this has ever happened. It's definitely the first time, like, on this level with all this money, kind of, that I can think of. But, you know, if it works, it works. And I don't want to act like we know for sure that Trevor Bauer is going to be an overpay. Or maybe I shouldn't say an overpay. I don't think we should act like for sure that Trevor Bauer is just going to stink it up. And that he's only had two good years and that's it. Who knows? The guy's clearly a hyperactive, like, super competitor in a lot of different ways. So he's going to want to prove all these people wrong. He's going to want to keep increasing the the visibility of his brand and all that stuff that he's been trying to work on. So he's going to be motivated to compete. And he's going to be on a team that's going to be, you know, I mean, come on. The Dodgers are known for being good at basically excelling at every aspect of baseball. So joining that organization certainly isn't going to hurt his prospects as a potential ace uh, starter in the league if that's what he turns out to be. And yeah, this is unfortunately another thing that the Padres will have to deal with. The, the Dodgers are already going to be the team that we're fighting against, obviously. The team that everybody's fighting against. And this just made things a lot more interesting, a lot more difficult. But I don't think they've made them insurmountable. And that's what I want to talk about, guys, in the second half of this podcast. But before we do that, are you ready for the, the big game this Sunday? Are you ready for just basketball? I've been watching a lot of basketball lately. I don't know about you guys. Saw the uh, that Nuggets-Lakers game last night. Really, really good stuff. Or two nights ago when you guys are hearing this. Really good stuff. Uh NBA's been fun. NBA's been fun. But there's only one place that or that has you covered when it comes to your bets and whatnot, guys. And there's only one place that we trust. That is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. You know, you might be wondering what happened with the with the with the bet lines on betonline.ag after the Dodgers just signed Trevor Bauer. Well, actually it did change just a little bit. The Dodgers were minus 165 to win the NL West, and now they are minus 250. And the Padres are plus 175, so they, their odds went up a little bit. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. We're going to talk about this later, but I'm not saying, look, it wouldn't be impossible and a terrible bet for you guys to maybe, you know, uh, consider looking at that division for the Padres. I'm just saying it might not be too bad. Um, in terms of other divisions in the NL, the Braves are plus 145 along with the Mets, who are also plus 145 uh, to win the NL Central. Uh, the St. Louis Cardinals are plus 140, followed by the Cincinnati Reds at plus 250, and the Chicago Cubs at plus 325. Odds to win the World Series, obviously the Dodgers, plus 375. Uh, Yankees, 
plus 625. And then the Padres, your San Diego Padres at plus 800. Then the Mets at plus 900 and the Braves at plus 1,000. Just to give you an idea, guys, of some of the bets and the odds for the win the World Series after all this happens. Um, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And now, vroom! Oh yeah, doctor. We're talking about cars, guys, because I was making a little vroom vroom sound. I don't know if you could tell. Uh, RockAuto.com, guys. RockAuto.com. It is a fantastic website, guys. And first and foremost, it is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic your daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands specifications and prices that you that's right you prefer best of all best of all guys and this is this is a thing that we all know in life it's money. We're always wondering, how can we save? How can we save? Well, guess what, guys? Best of all, the best thing about rockauto.com, the best, best, best thing, I just use the word best a lot, their prices are always reliably low, and they're the same. They're the exact same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why? You guys are smart. You listen to this podcast. Why in the world would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? You would be a dumbo to do that. So go, guys, to rockout.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How'd You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And now, vroom, 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 transition, drive out of those ads that I was, you know, swerve out of the lane there. Oh, God, that was terrible. Uh, let's continue this chat guys let's talk now about something i've been alluding to which is there's there's been kind of a not a conspiracy definitely not a conspiracy but this sentiment across baseball twitter across national baseball media and it's it was the case before trevor bauer signing right it was the case before the trevor bauer signing that the dodgers are just the greatest team of all time which could be fair could be fair and more, but the, the thing I want to hone in on is this. Everybody seems to be acting like, and, and John Heyman, for example. Now, I'm, not, I'm not like trying to crap out John Heyman, but he was like, Dodgers rotation is Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw, Trevor Bauer, Julio Urias, David Price. And then with the asterisk, after all San Diego's fantastic work this winter, it is behind yet again. Or again, not yet again, but again. Rum Bunter. Shout out Ethan Smith for sending this. The Padres are going to win 95 games and lose the division by 10-plus games. I imagine it's just a joke. They're just messing around and being exaggerating. They're being hyperbolic. Okay, that's fine. I don't understand this sentiment that the not I, I, I am fine with people who are like, the Dodgers are the clear favorite. Yes, they should be. And the Dodgers are clearly not... The Dodgers are the better team, right? I'm fine with those opinions. My issue is this sentiment that people are acting like the Padres are in another galaxy, right? They're not even in the same stratosphere as the Dodgers. And my remark to that is, well, why though? Why, why is that the case? Again, I'm not saying that they aren't definitively better than the Padres. I'm just not, I don't think that it's definitively that the Dodgers are going to walk away with this. And that seems to be the kind of vibe I'm going for. You know, if you look at the, the Dodgers kind of rotation last year, Clayton Kershaw, he's great. Not necessarily getting any younger, but he's going to be great. I imagine he's going to be fine. 
Julio Urias, he's kind of the the paddock almost of theirs in that rotation. Sometimes he's good, sometimes he's eh. Although he was much better than Chris Paddock last year, I will say that. I'm going to try not to make that comparison. But Walker Bueller, Walker Bueller wasn't very good last year. 3.44 ERA. I mean, let's say he wasn't bad. But for a guy that a lot of people expected to be one of the kind of Cy Young sort of candidates, not all that impressive. Not all that impressive. And then you had Trevor Bauer, who we've just alluded to. Hey, who knows? He could be awesome. 2.7 ERA guy, he could be great. Get 250 strikeouts, he could be awesome. If these last kind of two out of the last three years have been legit, he could be awesome. But I don't understand why people are just acting like, you know, Denelson Lament, assuming he's healthy, 2.09 ERA this year. He was fantastic. Chris Paddock, who, granted, is a little bit of the, is like our team's wild card. Hopefully he, you know, maybe the sophomore slump, maybe people are really down low on him and he has a comeback year. Who knows? And most importantly, they added Blake Snell, who's won a Cy Young, unlike um, some other guys on that Dodgers rotation. I almost said Trevor Bauer. <laughs> I caught myself. I almost said Trevor Bauer. And then you Darvish. They also traded for him. So my thing is this. I, I, I just really need people to stop acting like the Padres aren't even close. If you want to say the Dodgers are better, it's fine with me. But I don't understand this, like, surefire thing. Not to mention, let's just talk about pre-2020. What were the Dodgers known for? What were they known for, everybody? They were known for, them and the Nationals, I'd say, for the past, like, better half of the decade, were known for having some of the most talented teams in all of baseball, one of the, some of the richer teams in baseball, paying a lot of money to a lot of different guys, and consistently having tragic playoff losses. Howie Kendrick, anyone? That's what I don't understand. I don't understand that people are acting like the Dodgers are this consistent beacon of justice and winning the the World Series every year. Yeah, they won this year. Great, I get that. But let's not act like they've been perfect. They're not the Patriots, you know, for football, where we're all just pinning them in as going to win the Super Bowl every year, pre, you know, before Tom Brady left, obviously. Because that's what we're used to, and one way or another, things seem to go his, go, go his way. Better, after, better last, like, six years of Brady's career, everything just goes his way, apparently. It's a little bit of a shot. Not even a little bit of a shot. I can't stand Tom Brady last six years. Dude throws three picks, and then the Packers are like, hmm, let's not run it on fourth down with our MVP. It's ridiculous. Just ridiculous how much goes Tom Brady's way the last, like, six years. Anyway. There's certainly some wild, you know, wild cards for both teams. We have Bauer on the Dodgers. We have, does Walker Bueller come back interesting? What are they going to do at third base? Are we sure that Muncie, are we sure that all those guys are going to be as legit? Same thing for the Padres. Are we sure Eric Hosmer and Will Myers are legit? Are they going to come back and be as effective as they were in 2020? Tatis? Guess what? He might be even better. We've only seen the beginning of him. Machado? He could come back. He could be awesome. Hassan Kim? Who they just signed? We don't know what's going to happen with that guy. Joe Musgrove? Uh, maybe a deep league flyer. I don't know why I said deep league flyer because like, I'm talking like fantasy baseball. Shout out Scott Cullen of Locked Up Fantasy Baseball. Go listen to that. But you never know with that guy. Maybe he's a solid fifth piece. I'm just saying. And I've been talking really weirdly for the second half because I'm trying my best to not do the rant thing. You know, I don't want to be like such a rant, you know, crazy man. But I re- it, it is irking me a little bit. It is irking me a little bit how, you know, and granted, I think that this is a national media thing. Not as many people are paying attention to the Padres as they are the Dodgers. It's a lot easier to pay attention to the Dodgers. They're like the, one of the biggest teams. And it just shows, though, kind of the market bias, I think, against the Dodgers. It's like Snell is probably better than Walker Buehler if you were just go based on last year. And then you Darvish might be better than Trevor Bauer next year. And then Blake Snell, 
is at least on the level and maybe a little bit better than Clayton Kershaw. Maybe. It's close. I actually think that's really close. We have to see what a more unleashed uh, Blake Snell looks like. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, it's not like Clayton Kershaw is getting any younger. The bullpen is close. Kenley Jansen isn't getting any better. And we'll see what the Padres do in terms of maybe they re-sign Rosenthal. (coughs) Not really sure what they're going to do in that respect. But that's my thing. Let's stop acting like this isn't even a contest. You know? The Padres are right there. Right there. And they were right there before Trevor Bauer was there, and they're still right there. We don't entirely know what's happening. Am I upset that the Dodgers got Trevor Bauer? Yes, because there's definitely upside there, and him being awesome is going to make the division race that much tougher. But let me tell you, we are in for a fight for first place in the NL West. We are in for a fight, and honestly, it's going to be great for baseball. Let's just stop acting like it's all said and done. You know, just because of one 60-game season where the Dodgers finally put it together against a team that also, by the way, speaking of luck and Tom Brady, also decided, hmm, our ace is pitching well. Blake Snell, they've been unable to touch him. Let's take him out of the game and put in a guy that hasn't been effective all postseason. Because we like using uh, the advice of some 22-year-old with a Princeton hoodie on, checking his computer, apparently, the Tampa Bay Rays. Screw the Rays, man. Terrible team. Hate the Rays. I don't hate them. I they're fine, but they, come on, that was just such a travesty, so that's really my take on that, Trevor Bauer to Dodgers, congrats to them, I guess, in terms of the off-field stuff, we'll see, I imagine that that's going to be something to watch, we'll see how he gets along with the teammates, I imagine he'll be fine, but he's certainly not the first character, he's definitely not the first one who's had issues as a, as a professional athlete that we might agree disagree with, and, you know, behavioral con- conduct that we might not like, and we might not appreciate, so he's not the first one ever like that. We're going to have to see, man. But uh, it definitely makes things a little bit tougher for the Padres. Let's just measure our expectations. I am wondering now what A.J. Prowler is going to do. Because A.J. Prowler is liable to just go off and trade for another player tomorrow. Because he's like, no, screw you all. I won the offseason. I am not allowing anyone to have the headlines. You know, Who knows? Who knows? There's still some pieces to be left solved for the offseason. Just because Trevor Barrow was signed does not mean it's the end of the road for uh, baseball in terms of the offseason. There's still a couple of storylines still uh, lurking in the shadows for guys that are still important that we still have to see where they end up. But yeah, those are my thoughts, guys. Now, before we conclude with everything on this wonderful Saturday morning, hopefully, I hope you guys are having a wonderful Saturday, uh, let me talk to you about something very important, guys. We've been covering everything today about Trevor Bauer and the Padres and the Dodgers and that division race and what have you, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great one, Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. That's right, in under 20 minutes just in time for your your little early morning commuting coffee subscribe to lockdown today podcast wherever you get your podcast guys be sure to do that and in terms of this podcast today was supposed to be part one of my chat with bryce paterick of lockdown rangers uh where we talked about a bunch of different stuff and talked about sad boy hours i guess and we talked a little about friday night lights with bryce bryce is awesome i love that dude i'm gonna post that next week however I've decided, and this actually played well into my thing. Next week, on Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever I end up doing it, is my 200th episode hosting this podcast. That's crazy. I know. I've been with Lockdown for officially like a whole year of doing this podcast, which is insane. It is the void. 2020, ever the quarantine days have been a void. Time is moving fast and slow sometimes. It's crazy. You know, absolutely crazy. It doesn't make any sense. I have no idea what's going on, right? So I decided for the 200th episode... 
that's when we're doing the mailbag. So officially, guys, I'm going to put out some tweets. I'm going to put out everything. Send me your questions for the 200th mailbag, and it can be about anything. It could be about Blake Snell. It could be about Trevor Bauer and the, the competition between those two, what that's going to be like. It can be more about the rest of the offseason. What other free agent moves I love. What other things I still want the Padres to do. Or, and especially, I definitely emphasize you guys could just ask me anything. You could ask me about One Piece again. I don't care. I'll talk about that. You could ask me about my favorite toy that I ever got from McDonald's. You could ask me about my favorite burger. I don't care. You could ask me anything, guys. Be creative. I would love to hear your questions. Super mailbag extravaganza next week for the first episode of next week, whenever that is, Tuesday or Wednesday. I know I've been like, I go back and forth between doing it on Tuesday or Wednesday, but I promise you that will be the thing, and I can't wait to do it. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I imagine you guys have a lot of thoughts on stuff, so be sure to do that. Send it at L-O underscore Padres or at Havapena or LockdownPadres at gmail.com. You can send me your detailed questions and whatnot through email if you prefer that. And then after the two, uh, 200th mailbag uh, special, uh, 201, the 201st episode will be the chat with Bryce Paterik. So next week, still lots of cool stuff and lots of cool stuff down the line, guys. With that all being said, that, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast where you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever. Just search it on up. And if you don't mind while you're at it, give me some five-star goody-goody reviews on Apple Podcasts. I would greatly appreciate that. And until next time, stay safe. And I need to emphasize this. Stay faithful, my fire faithful homies. Take care.